this episode of My Cat's Tale, let's meet Malcolm the Cat. His personality seems to be that he wants to look after everybody else, check out what's going on. When he met Baby Dog and Malcolm was like, I'll tolerate you for now. There's the, the straight one and the, and the silly sidekick. Uh, so I like to think of them as more common wise. Joining us now on My Cat's Tale, we have Caroline, who is right now looking after Malcolm the Cat. I should start there, Caroline. How is Malcolm? Well, Malcolm's doing really well, thank goodness. Um, We're about five weeks into his treatment now, I think, aren't we? It's been a while, and uh, it's round-the-clock care that he needs, but he's a real tough boy, Malcolm. He's a fighter. Uh, He's got lots and lots of lives left in him. And he's fighting, you know, he's he's really not willing to lay down and give up. So um, he's being his usual strong self and uh, giving us trouble already, trying to, you know, trying to get out, <laughs> trying to open doors, trying to go upstairs, all the things he's not supposed to be doing yet, he wants to do. So we can tell that means he's, you know, he's getting better. That is really great to hear. I mean, a bit of backstory. Uh, you and I were going to speak about five weeks ago to talk about Malcolm, how, how much fun he's having in life, the the partners he's got there in the house. But he was, well, why don't, why don't you tell the story from there? Yeah, well, it was literally the night before we were due to speak, um, unbelievably. Uh, it was the Friday night and uh, I'd, I'd just, I'd come home uh, about nine o'clock in the evening <clears throat> and... Uh, Literally about 15 minutes later, uh, there was a frantic knock at the door and it was one of our neighbours shouting, Malcolm, Malcolm. And we ran out of the house and he was in the road bleeding from his from his mouth. It was it was awful, really awful. Um, And he hadn't been there when I'd come home. So it must have just happened, which is a blessing, I guess, because we found him quickly. Uh, Hopefully that that made all the difference. Um, We just scooped him up and drove to the vet straight away um and that was where it yes we had a nightmare few days where we didn't know whether he was going to pull through yeah it was tough so that's why i contacted you the next day and said i'm really sorry i can't talk to you <laughs> and i'm like it, there are far more important things than talking to some scotsman <laughs> take care of malcolm but malcolm <laughs> is he's been in the wars he's still yes. going through treatment but as of now he is in a really good place isn't he he is, and that there's no reason why he can't make a pretty much a full recovery. I mean, his you know his hip surgery does mean that he he does need physio. Um, we don't know if he'll get complete mobility back, but we're doing everything we can. He hates the physio, absolutely hates it. We have to sort of manipulate his leg joint. Um, they said do it two or three times a day, about 10 movements up and out just to extend the leg. And he hates it and he shouts and complains and it tries to get away. So he, he's really making it difficult for us, but um, <laughs> we're trying our best. So he hopefully he will get most of his mobility back. Um, as I say, he's already breaking all the rules, jumping up and down on the sofa. Um, there's nothing wrong with, with him in that in that regard. So um 
Yes, and in terms of his jaw, um, I mean, he had real specialist treatment. It needed to be. Um, the vet said that an ordinary surgeon couldn't do it because it was so badly broken um, and dislocated as well. So he went to a specialist um, and it's wired. his jaw is wired for eight weeks. But at the end of it, he should be, it should be fine. That's what they've told us. So we hope for the best. <laughs> and it, it is one of those moments that, everyone who has a cat or who has any pet but especially cats who just love to go out and roam just fears that that knock at the door that we don't know what's happened but something has happened oh it was uh, I, I can't describe how awful it was we were absolutely terrified terrified he just had you know as i say he was bleeding from his mouth and uh he just he just his eyes were wide you know and we did we didn't know obviously how bad it was we didn't know what happened we didn't know if, if he was going to survive it was terrifying um you know my husband was absolutely distraught if you can hear a noise that's malcolm now trying to open the door because <laughs> because i've shut him in yeah and he's done it there we go so he's now opened not the door to the outside, I hasten to add, the door to another room where he wants to go. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, my husband, who I think loves Malcolm more than he loves me, in fairness, was absolutely distraught. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, which is why I, you know, I mean, and it's, it's, announcing, it's announcing on Twitter because obviously he's got all these wonderful, loyal, just gorgeous followers um i mean i cannot speak highly enough of our wonderful wonderful followers on twitter who are so supportive and but telling them i mean oh my my stomach was churning because i i know i'm going to cause people pain um you know they all love him and uh, yeah announcing that what happened was was horrible but at the same time that community malcolm through yourself and your husband could draw immense strength from the amount of love that's there oh my goodness you know that first 36 hours where the vet said you know we, we don't do anything when a car a cat has been hit by a car we don't do anything for 36 hours because of the chance of brain damage or internal bleeding that will follow so they do an initial check and they think they find you know everything that's going on but the chance of something else developing in that first 36 hours is is quite large is you know significant chance so they just keep the cat comfortable and don't do anything so you have that first 36 hours where you think well if we get through this we've got a hope um <clears throat> but we got through that i think with the love and support of all these wonderful friends on twitter animal twitter <laughs> who just were just incredible i mean i think he he has he trended on Twitter almost every day uh, for a, a week, over a week, and still, still now. Um, and baby dog, obviously, uh, our, our dog Eric, who's his companion. Um, but between them, they were trending every day uh, around the world, not just in the UK, but um, you know, America and other countries. So, yeah, incredible, um, and it kept us going. Really, all that love and support. We didn't feel we were on our own dealing with it what about baby dog because you you have a household there with a cat and a dog classic yes. double act going on there yes. um yes. and one of the things that i loved was the pictures of baby dog having a sniff around the cage in the bigger cage and where's malcolm oh malcolm's home 
Um, Their relationship feels unique to me. They absolutely adore each other. And we've had in the past when Eric was very ill and he he had to have an operation. Malcolm did not leave that dog's side. He didn't leave baby dog. Eric is baby dog. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Um, And uh, um, yeah, and then this was the same the other way around, really. I mean, Eric was obviously there the night that Malcolm got hit and we brought him in initially. We brought him into the house and uh, he was, Eric was just all round, what's what's happened, what's happened, what's happened, you know, just you could see the concern. Um, And from, and then obviously Malcolm not being here all that time, um, you know, he, oh, poor old baby dog, he was, he was not himself, discombobulated, I like to call it, but he was not himself at all. And then when we brought Malcolm home, um, he was right by his side. You know, I'm going to position myself by this crate and uh, and I'm going to stay here and I'm going to watch out for him. And that's what he's done. <laughs> it's lovely. It's it's just lovely. What was it like the very first time that Eric and Malcolm met? It was, uh, let's think, a rough, roughly two, two and a bit years ago. So we brought baby dog home from where we bought him. It was, it was, we can't forget it because it was the weekend that we first went into lockdown uh, and it was a, a complete coincidence. I know a lot of people got dogs during lockdown, but we had planned it, you know, so we'd been planning it for months and we were due to collect him uh, on the Saturday that we went into lockdown. And so the, the lady who was um, selling him to us said, could you just come the night before? Because I think we, you know, we won't be able to go out tomorrow. So, and that was literally it. So from day one of lockdown, we had, we had our baby dog um, and we brought him home and it was great timing. Although I think it's, it's changed his personality because obviously he's a lockdown puppy. So right from the word go, he didn't meet anybody else. Uh, He didn't um, go to anyone else's house. He, nobody came to our house. Um, and um, so that's obviously going to change a dog's behaviour. And he, and he had, because there are four of us in our house, he had us all here all the time. So, you know, for months and months, he had us all here. So, you know, that's shaped his personality. When when we're out, he's, I mean, he loves, he's so friendly and he loves other animals and he loves other people. But I can, we can see nerves. You know, when he sees someone else, a new person, He's nervous and he, he, he moves away from them and, and waits until he feels okay about it. Um, still, now he's a guard dog because he still can't get used to you know, someone knocking at the door, for example, because he didn't have that for, I don't know, six months or so of, the, of his life. So when someone knocks at the door, he goes absolutely crazy. <laughs> and I don't think that's ever going to change. Um, but once he gets to know someone, if, if he meets someone a few times, he's all over them. Yeah, he's the friendliest dog in the world. What about um, Malcolm meeting him for the first time? Yes. Um, so when they first met, I mean, he was tiny. Baby dog was smaller than Malcolm at that point. How old would Malcolm have been at this point? So we we guess Malcolm's age because he was a rescue cat. Um, so we don't know exactly his age. Um, but probably 11, okay. 10 and a half, something like that. So, um, I mean, he's always, Malcolm is cool. I mean, this is the thing. He's a cool cat. He's, he's always in charge and he's always, 
Um, I think his personality seems to be that he wants to look after everybody else and he wants to be on top of everything and he wants to check out what's going on. So we, we were pretty confident that it wouldn't phase him having a dog in the house, that, that he would still be in charge. We were confident and, and he is. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Um, so when he met baby dog, uh, baby dog was like, yay, a friend. And Malcolm was like, mm, all right, all right, I'll tolerate you for now. Um, and he did bless him. I mean, you know, in those early days, baby dog was all over Malcolm. I mean, you know, constantly jumping on him, wanting to play with his tail and all, all of this. He still does that a bit now, but far more reserved. But, um, Malcolm just put up with it. Bless him. He's so patient. Um, he just put up with it. And, but, but also he immediately, because we find with Malcolm, he's always wanted to look after the children as well. Um, if we, if I walk my youngest to school, Malcolm will want to come with us and follow and, um, always looking out and checking. And, uh, he's done that with, with baby dog as well. He's, he's sort of, yeah, I just, you know, you're a bit of a nuisance, but I'll just check you're okay. And that was how their relationship developed. But now as I say, they just adore each other. And now those roles feel like they're reversed with, baby dog doing all the caring and Malcolm just like oh what is me oh yes there there has been an element of that um definitely baby dog has been sort of watching over Malcolm and uh checking he's okay and interestingly we have another dog staying with us at the moment Trixie who is my friend's dog um it wasn't the best timing in the world but I agreed to look after Trixie for two weeks while my friend was away and I didn't feel I could say no even despite what's happened I just didn't want to let her down so we still have another dog here and um it's interesting so baby dog's dynamic there because he wants to play with Trixie but he has to check on Malcolm and it's a very interesting to watch the psychology of what goes on because He'll he'll play with with Trixie, but then he'll be checking over, going over to Malcolm, giving a sniff. Are you okay? You know, it's very interesting. It's almost as if he's torn um, between what he should be doing. What you know, should he be playing or should he be looking after Malcolm? So there's a bit of there's a bit of both going on. As Malcolm's getting his strength and his curiosity back, see see the door earlier. Has that attitude changed? Have you seen Baby Dog just go, right, I'll give you a little bit more space, or is Baby Dog just being incredibly possessive right now? Oh, well, it's changed in that I think he was holding back. Baby Dog was holding back in terms of um, getting too close and that sort of thing. But uh, what I've seen over the last few days, and I've shown this on the Twitter page, is that... um, as soon as he felt it was okay, baby dog was straight in for cuddles, straight in. <laughs> he, he would, he, he always likes to use uh, Malcolm as his pillow. You see, he, he lays his head on Malcolm and he, that's his favorite place. And he had been holding back. He he just knew, he knew he, sh- he, can't, he couldn't do that. He shouldn't be doing that. But now, um, now he's, he's in there for cuddles. So he thinks, yeah, he's, he's sussed the, the situation and he thinks, yeah, I can, I can do this now. So there's been him going in for cuddles over the last few days, which is I'm, nice. I'm loving the relationship. I, I, I can't decide if it's like an Abbott and Costello or a Garfield and Odie you've got the you've got the funny one and the serious one uh, so i like to think of them as more common wise and in fact he is eric it was something that we discussed when we called him eric yes the, there's the the straight one and the and the silly sidekick 
and that's that's the way I look at them. <laughs> what sort of adventures did they, they get up to during lockdown? See, we have to curb Malcolm because if he had his way, he would follow us wherever we go. And although he has always been very streetwise, um, there are limits, you know. So if we were going during lockdown, we would go on longer walks and we can't allow him to follow us because it's not safe, you know, if we're crossing roads or whatever. I mean, he, he would want to, but we can't. So we would still try to keep him in when we were going out. Um, but every now and again, he he foxes us and gets out, you know, and he's got his wicked ways. <laughs> um, and uh, and then, yes, he would. He, he loves, they say they play this hide-and-seek game, or Malcolm likes to follow but pretend he's not there, almost like a, a spy. So we'll be walking and then he'll be darting from bush to tree or, you know, hiding behind things. And if you turn around, he'll freeze and pretend he's not there, um, which is great fun. <laughs> and go right back. You, you said there that Malcolm was a rescue. Tell me about yeah. that. Yeah. So it's a funny old thing because I'm allergic to cats, believe it or not. Um, and so I've never, never had a cat and avoided cats, you know, as you would if they made your eyes run and, and itch and things and make you sneeze. So, um, but my cousin, um, who is, she's wonderful. She's a big animal rescue person and she's a dog groomer, but she, she rescues a lot of animals and uh, she has a dog grooming shop. And one day she phoned me up and she said, um, do you want a cat? And I said, don't be silly. You know, I'm allergic to cats. Why are you asking me that? And she said, no, no, no. This is a hypoallergenic cat. And I never heard this. So I, you know, what are you talking about? You're making it up. Don't be silly. No such thing. She said, no, I, I promise you. She said, if you don't believe me, come down, come down and meet this cat. And he, he will not have any effect on you. So I said, all right. So I, my, my eldest daughter, who uh, people will know as the teenage one, she was five at the time, something like that. We, we both went down to my cousin's dog grooming shop and went in and there's Malcolm sitting there amongst all the dogs. I think this is one of the reasons why he's so good with dogs. He, he had two weeks living in this dog grooming shop with my cousin uh, because she rescued him from the streets. Um, yeah, and so we spent half an hour with him and we cuddled him and played with him and kissed him and all these things and no effect on me, which was, I was so astounded. So, and we just loved him. I mean, we fell in love with him straight away. We just took him home there and then. Um, it was just the two of us. We came, we came home. I can't remember what the situation was, but we needed to go straight out again. There was somewhere we needed to be. So we literally brought him home and dropped him off and said, see you later. And we went out and, um, my husband, I literally just texted my husband and said, Oh, we've got a cat. Um, and then uh, he came home later. He came home before we did. And he said, he couldn't believe it. He walked into the house there's Malcolm and Malcolm's wrapping himself around his legs or as if he'd been there forever. You know, it's like, welcome home, dad. Um, you know, it literally as if he'd been part of the family forever. Um, so that was it. So we just became a, a family. Was he always a Malcolm then? Yeah, my cousin named him Malcolm. Any idea why? No, I think she likes old man names um, as opposed to dogs that are called names that you make up like... Uh, rover you know or whatever she likes old man names so um 
she named him Malcolm. So we, we thought that's okay. We'll stick with that. And, and that's why when we got baby dog, we called him Eric because we wanted to, you know, if you've got one old man name, you need another old man name, don't you? I'm probably offending loads of people now saying old man name. There's a whole, <laughs> Sorry. There's lots of Eric's with young is the surname going, I'm Eric Young. This is wrong. Actually, yes, Simon Cowell called his son Eric and he's a young boy. So I don't know what I'm talking about really, do I? <laughs> but we felt that Malcolm and Eric went together. And they just have that air. So yes. Malcolm has the rule of the house for many years then? Yes. Yeah. I mean, literally, he was the big boss. He's in charge, not just of our house, but of the neighbourhood. I mean, he is a famous cat. We found this out when um, we lost him. Um, it was early on. It must have been in the, I don't know, within a year of having him. And um, we went to the park. Um, and one day... The three of us walked up to the park. This was the first time we he followed us. So he, he followed us. We didn't realise he was following us at the time. And then, oh, there's, there he is. Is that When I say the park, it's like a playground, and it's only five minutes from our house. But we walked up there, and he followed, and we thought that was hilarious. And he watched my daughter on the swings and that sort of thing. And then he got distracted by a bird or something in a bush, and he ran into the bush. And we didn't know where he'd gone, so we thought, oh, well, he'll, he'll come home. So we left and went home and then he never came home he didn't come home that night and he didn't come home for three nights and we were absolutely frantic and we put posters up all around the neighborhood saying you know this is Malcolm if you see him please ring blah 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 and we had so many phone calls from people going I know Malcolm and from from far and wide um so we realized we got a sort of insight then into how far and wide our cat was going and and the number of people said oh he comes into my house <laughs> you know oh no I give him I give him things to eat you know so many people it was a real eye-opener um but we we didn't it was three days and we were just we thought this is it we're not going to see him again and then one day someone phoned and said just seen Malcolm he's at the park obviously where we'd last seen him and he'd, he'd stayed there because he didn't see us leave and he was protecting this what we've come to realise over the years is that he felt very protective over the children. So I think he was waiting there for uh, my daughter so that he could take her home. So we went back. I mean, at first, my husband and I went back individually. I went, then he went, calling Malcolm, Malcolm. No, no, didn't come out, didn't come out. So then we, we went up with my daughter and we told her to shout and, and she did and he came out. He came out and followed her home. So we we just, you know, truly believe that he, he was protective over the children. So this is this is one of the reasons as well why we try to keep him in when we go out. <laughs> but it sounds like a, a household that has so many close bonds between all of you. Yes, yeah. I mean, yes, we are. We are there's four of us, we're very close and um we love animals. Uh, I mean, Malcolm was our first animal as a family. Obviously, we've we've now got baby dog, but as an as an extended family as well, we we are animal lovers very much. So there are lots and lots of dogs in our family, and um, cousins, my sister, um, aunts and uncles. You know, there's lots of us, and we've all got dogs um, and cats. So yeah, big animal lovers. But it, it sounds like somewhere someone decided Malcolm went. Nope. 
you're going to be a cat household. You're going to be the lead cat household in this family full of dog households. Well, yeah, it's, as I say, I would never, ever, I mean, I was slightly scared of cats, having, you know, always felt, been allergic to them. I'd never gone near them. And I used to think, oh, no, sharp claws, or I'm not keen, you know. And I used to be quite nervous of cats. And uh, I never imagined I would have a cat, never imagined it. So it was news to me. (laughs) Who would have thought, who would have thought that we would have this wonderful cat who literally is famous in the neighborhood. And he's the boss, I have to say. There's lots of cats around here, and he tends to be in charge. It's going to be. Does that mean then that there's a whole bundle of cats around the neighborhood thinking, This is my chance? This is my chance to own the neighborhood. Uh, <laughs> oh, Malcolm's back. Uh, no, 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 just keeping it warm for you. Well, you know, we've, we, we've, I, I did introduce baby Ralph, the, the kitten, um, on the Twitter page recently because our uh, house two doors down got a kitten who is uh, very adventurous indeed. And he keeps trying to, he keeps coming in. I mean, we have to keep the door shut now because of Malcolm. So he's only invited in now if, if he asks, but yeah, he's, he was always outside and he, he latched onto Malcolm quite early. It was like, okay, you're the boss around here. I want to be friends with you. Uh, so he latched onto him and he would often be with him hanging around outside and Malcolm trying to show him the whys and wherefores of what you should do and what you shouldn't do. Um, and again it's Malcolm showing this almost parental responsibility to anyone he meets absolutely absolutely yeah that's that's the case and uh, looking out for him telling him off telling him not to go up there and don't do this and don't do that (laughs) that's what he's saying definitely but the main thing certainly for me and I know for you is that Malcolm is on the mend well it's everything isn't it I mean we can't imagine not having Malcolm and obviously not having baby dog now. So yeah, it's everything. Um, I, you know, I have to, I would like to use this opportunity to say thank you to all of the followers on Twitter because, you know, uh, something I've never, ever done before is ask for help. Like I had to, um, the vet told us that this was going to be thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds, this treatment. And, um, you know, people will say to me, well, why didn't you have insurance? You know, we've got insurance for baby dog. Um, we got it right from the word go when we got him. I don't know really what happened with Malcolm other than that it was sort of an accident we got him. It was sudden and we never, he was our first pet and we just didn't do it. I don't know why we didn't think of it. And he's he's never been ill, you know, apart from last year, I think when he had, we're pretty sure he had COVID. The vet called it a virus, but he had every symptom of COVID. And I know cats can catch COVID. Um, so, you know, and he, he slept for two weeks and was listless and everything. But really, and that that didn't cost very much with the vet. It wasn't a lot of treatment. He needed some antibiotics and that was pretty much it. Um, so, I think lulled into a full sense of security with Malcolm in terms of he's just always been so fit and well. Um, but anyway, if we had had insurance, it wouldn't have come close because they, there's a limit to how much they'll let you, you know, claim. And it was way, way, way beyond that. So, yeah, so we, we had that 36-hour period where we had to decide what to do. And the vet, obviously, as they have to do, said, well, you know, some people may choose to put put their animal down at this point because it is going to be extortionate amount of money and you know we have to give you that option and 
you know, my husband was saying, well, we'll have to sell the car, we'll have to do this, we'll have to do that. But even then it wouldn't have covered it and we just didn't know what we were going to do. And I had a sleepless night thinking, what on earth are we going to do? And for the first time ever, and it was a life lesson for me, I thought I've got to ask for help here because otherwise we're going to lose him. And I couldn't face that, you know. So it was very hard. And I have to say, traumatic, I felt it was a traumatic day because I, I put the tweet out telling everyone what had happened and, and saying, if you feel you can help, please you do. That would be lovely. And then I, I had to shut my phone down and I put my phone in a drawer, closed the drawer, walked away and didn't look at it for the rest of the day because I, I was so anxious about asking for help. Um, it's not something I do easily. You know, I'm quite a, a tough sort of get on with things and, you know, so um, I didn't look at my phone for the rest of the day and um, my husband, but when people, when people donated something, I got a little email, a little whistle sound on my phone. But I, as I say, I literally left the room and didn't go back in that room. My husband did though. Around about six o'clock in the evening, he came upstairs and he said to me, your phone's been whistling a lot. <laughs> and I said, has it? And then I, I, I almost felt more anxious at that point. I just didn't know what to think or what to do. And I just couldn't, I couldn't look at it. I couldn't face looking at it. So I left it for the whole evening. And the next morning, um, the vet was going to phone. So I needed to look and see if we, if we had anything there that we could work with, you know? So I, I looked and I just couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe the money was being raised. And um, in the end, I had to put out a tweet saying, please stop sending you know, please stop donating. Um, staggering generosity, kindness of people who, you know, we've never even met, um, but who were touched enough to help. And um, I, I don't think I will ever um, believe what's happened, to be honest with you. And it restores your faith in human nature that people can be so kind Um to do that for you know to do that for Malcolm and ultimately to do it for us because we would have lost him otherwise so I am absolutely well we all are indebted to every single person who donated some money to to pay his bills um incredible so I'm I'm truly truly grateful if this is a way that I can say thank you to all those people then that's wonderful and I'm sure they will all hear it and even those that that don't hear it directly We'll feel that love through the tweets, the, the messages, the photos, and Malcolm's story as he climbs back up to health and baby dog does that. I want another cuddle, another cuddle, another cuddle, another cuddle. It's <laughs> like, I'm better now, I can swipe you. Um, that will happen. If it's not happened already, I'm sure that will happen at some point. The number of people who said during lockdown, um, you've given us some happiness, thank you. Um, I never expected the Twitter page to erupt the way it has, and... Uh, you know, I really never expected any of this. And, but I started to feel like I was doing something a little bit, sorry, there we go. Did you hear that? <laughs> Somebody sorry. wants to go. It's my cat's tail, oh, Eric. The clue goodness. is in the name. Please. Um, yes, I started to feel like something really positive was coming from it. And, you know, the number of people who were saying, oh, you know, this is the highlight of my day, checking the tweet, you know, checking what Malcolm and Eric have been doing is, is the highlight of my day. So thank you for that. Keep, keep sharing, keep sharing. 
And, you know, it's really lovely to feel like you're doing something positive. It's, it's a really lo lovely feeling. And Eric agrees with that. Yes, baby dog. Um, so, um, so, yes, I didn't expect any of this to happen. But if it brings a little bit of uh, happiness to people, then brilliant. I'm all, and I will continue to do it for as long as I can. Our history is all about stories and stories are all about tales. And this has been Caroline. Thank you very much for letting us know how Malcolm's getting on just now and and how Baby Dog is just bouncing around like a the other half of a double act. Yes, <laughs> yes indeed. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you very much. You've been listening to My Cat's Tale, a Spence Media production. Listen to more tales of our perfect pets at mycatstalepod.com and support us on Patreon. The tale of Malcolm the Cat there, and of Baby Dog, and of Caroline and her family as well, so thank you once again to Caroline for sharing Malcolm's story and we wish him the best of health as he recovers. And thank you all out there for listening as well. For some of you this will be another week of listening to some fabulous feline tales. For others this might be the first time you've come across the podcast. Well, You can find out more on our website mycatstailpod.com You'll also find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts or your favourite podcast app. Follow us there. Leave us a star rating as well. And I'll catch you next week. <laughs>